What is going on, guys? Happy National Championship Eve. I know we've all been waiting for this. It's been a long week. I know a lot of people had to go back to work. It's probably all you've been thinking about. If you're like me, you probably haven't been getting much work done, but it's time. Uh, it's We're one sleep away. Uh, unfortunately, we do got to trudge it out until 7.30 tomorrow night, but we're here. We're, we've arrived. Cole's going to join us later in the show. Uh, he's on his way home right now, so I'm just ready to get started. I'm ready to talk about this game. I'm ready to break it down. Uh, Griff, go ahead and roll the B-roll. We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. Defense, 40, 30, they won't catch him. Go, Swift, into the end zone. Touchdown! The freshman just ran it back to Philadelphia. Throws near sideline, and it's intercepted. Intercepted, Keeley Ringo at the 21. Off he goes, 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, near sideline. Breaks the tackle, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, 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 Georgia. I know I'm asking a lot, you guys, but hunker it down one more time. It's one more time. Go. One Dude. more time. That's really that's really what we got. That's that's the first time this has really rang true this year. We got to do it one more time. One more time. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy that we're back here. I mean, you know, we grew up like on just barely, barely missing it. And now we're, we're here two years in a row. And three times under Kirby Smart. This is the third year under Kirby Smart that we played in this game. You know, you talk about stakes, especially last year, the rematch with Alabama. And, you know, the first one, breaking the curse, breaking the dry spell, whatever you want to call it. This one, I mean, there's still so many stakes. You got a chance for 15-0. You got a chance to be the first team in the college football playoff era to go back-to-back. Um, and that's that's such a huge deal. And you know the players want this one. We know Kirby wants this one. He's laser-focused. Look who it is, too. Just on time. Let's go. Just on time, baby. Hey, hey, you know what they say. Don't worry about getting here on time. Just get here when you can. <laughs> well, I'm currently on my phone because my, my laptop just is not turned on. So we're, we're going we're gonna to keep working on that. But I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready to roll. I'm so fired up. I don't care about my laptop right now. You didn't even miss anything. So that's great. I, I was just going to start the show with a little rant. Yeah. Let's Why, are we this game? Why are we having this game in Los Angeles, man? Why? No, it's right, absolutely right. it's terrible, dude. It's it's sickening to college football. It's disrespectful. I, I don't understand why they do this. Like, Indianapolis last year, is it's Big Ten country. Like, that's whatever. It's cool. Don't go out to Pac-12 country. They don't care about football. Um, just keep it light. Text, like, Houston, any city in Texas, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, um, Nashville will be sick. Like, just anywhere in the south and then maybe venture up to, like, Detroit might could, would be pretty cool. Um Let's see. Indianapolis would be fine. Maybe New York, but don't go West Coast. Yeah, I uh, I will say uh, I, I was supposed to be in L.A. I had to take it to the game. I had to get rid of it because I just couldn't get a flight. The, Dude, the flights were outrageous. Yeah, it's it was disappointing. This is one of those years. If this was in New Orleans, this would make for such a great trip. Miami, anything like that. And I think it's crazy. I understand SoFi Stadium's new. It's really nice, but the Rose Bowl right there. <laughs> That, that, that's a major amazing yeah we'll, we'll uh we'll edit that out <laughs> yeah, that but awesome. um i uh I, I know tcu fans they probably rather i mean even if it was in dallas if it was in their own backyard i'd still be okay with it uh, i just think la is a bad spot for it um uh, and it's not even like if you go out there you can go out and hang out at a bar because nobody there's going to care about the game yeah uh, it's 
SoFi Stadium is cool, at least. Oh, at least uh, it's a very cool stadium. I Randon, our boy running Randon Jernigan sent me a, a Snapchat of the, of the stadium when he was walking around the other day. Pretty neat. So, yeah, it is sick. It is. I saw a story today. Um, let's let's talk about this. Let, let's not let's get this out. It's hard to hate TCU fans. Listen, I told Griffin today on the phone. Like, I, I honestly wish we were playing Alabama. Like that that's, <laughs> last year, the build-up to that game was so intense. It was so just like you were hanging on everything, every word. It's taken me a while to get jacked up, but then all you gotta do, guys, it, it's not it's not hatred towards TCU. It's not hatred towards anyone. Not their coach. It's just love of the dogs. And we're about to go back to back. That's all you got. And think about that's this. Think about, and you get fired up just like that. Like, I'm ready to roll through the brick wall. After talking to Griff today at about 5 o'clock, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. Think about think about all the fan bases that we're going to make cry when we exactly. win this game, too. Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, they're all going to be just bathing in their tears because we went back to back. Correct. I, uh, I will say there are a few things about this game that are, that are making me feel a little more confident, too. Um, if you'll remember leading up to Ohio State, um, the money was all over Ohio State, and uh, that was a little concerning. Uh, as it turns out, we had cause to be concerned. Uh, <laughs> it was a much closer <laughs> game than a lot of us predicted on this show, myself included. But I, I just don't I, – I hate to go with the public too because the Vegas, is, Vegas is trying to tell us, but I just don't see Georgia just absolutely humiliating TCU. I think TCU is a tough team. These are two teams that don't quit. That's my main issue with that. No, TCU is definitely good, and we've been on that train from the start. Like, yeah, disrespect TCU got for going in the playoffs was outrageous. They were always a good team. You don't just sneak into twelve. We were defending them, by the way. We were defending exactly. them the, the whole time. time. Well, and whole see, time. like, I think I think part of it was like Alabama and Tennessee fans are so delusional that they thought like TCU being bad meant they deserved to be there, and it didn't because you know when you lose two regular season games, you're usually not deserving of the playoffs. You know, it's different when you like go to the SEC championship and you lose to the one seed, you know, like the the two times that we did that. You know, it's a little different because you actually made your conference championship game and you had to play an extra game. But, you know, when you don't do that, it's really not as it's really not the same thing. Yeah, I I will say this is my main thing. This is this was my main point I wanted to talk about going into the show. Don't get in a rock fight with TCU. Because TCU is really good at throwing rocks. And I'm not saying they're cheap. I'm not saying they're dirty. TCU, if you let them ugly up a game, they're really good at playing ugly, man. They're really good with busted plays. They're really good with turning the ball over. Do not get in a rock fight with them because they can throw rocks really hard. Well, listen, they're, they're never going to get uncomfortable. Like that, Any scenario of a game that you can think of, they've been in this year. Like They have been in every scenario. They're get, think about their games, they're nuts. Like They are never, ever going to feel uncomfortable. They're never, ever going to feel beat. So, like, just because if, if Georgia gets up a couple points, <laughs> man, you in a taxi? I am currently in a lift, yeah. And he was just – and what a banger. You guys look like you're having a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just got cranked up. We're ready to run. I'm just getting loose. Just getting loose right now. <laughs> All right, well, you boys have a good time. I'm going to hop out of here. I'll just let you know. I enjoy watching you. You do a great job. And uh, don't say anything reckless that we might be nervous about come middle of the way through third quarter when Stetson's playing a little iffy. You know what I mean? 
exactly. Hey, he's going to be nails this game. He's going to be complete nails. Nails. Got to be. We'll see y'all. That's it. Well, let's talk about that because this is something that I did want to bring up. So, if you break down the numbers, Georgia ran the ball for nine yards a carry with their running backs against Michigan. And I think that uh, we say it before every game, we probably get tired of hearing me say it, but they're going to have to control the clock and they're going to have to run the ball on TCU, especially with that 3 3 uh, front, not front seven, it'd be front six. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, on the flip side, too, um, TCU thrives on making teams stop stop their run with with a with a heavy box they, they force you to play light and good news for georgia is we do that to everyone we always <laughs> yeah, yeah. stop it like so so tcu is going to have some issues so everybody keeps talking about georgia's offense against the 335 number one like i don't know why everybody's freaking out about this 335 like we've faced it before and we've, and we've had success like it, it's not like it's some foreign concept that nobody runs like arkansas runs it like it Cole cut out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, we'll let him finish his thought when he gets back in here. Oh, there he goes. I think he about to kick his camera out. <laughs> you back, Cole? Oh, he's not back. All right, but, yeah, I mean, you know, building off of what Cole – everyone's been talking about this three-three-five defense. Uh, you know, I'm not quite like uh, – I'm not quite just as knowledgeable on all this stuff and like uh, how it's going to affect us completely, but – you know, it's definitely it's definitely something different, but yeah, TCU's got a lot of speed in secondary, and I think they really got exposed. I think Michigan really got exposed for their lack of speed uh, in their secondary as well. We saw Quentin Johnson run off on them, uh, but they got beat a few times. We saw him get beat by Ronnie Bell two or three times, I think. And Michigan played probably their worst game. I think if they play that game ten times, Michigan wins probably eight. But they didn't win this one. Kick that other one out, Griff. There, there we go. I don't my, – my laptop is gone, so we're, we're running with the phone today. It's, it's jank, but it's straight phone. I, I don't, the laptop just literally just went out with the charger in it. <laughs> That's the dedication of the show, though. It happens. <laughs> you know, you, sometimes you it just got to grind it out. It happens. You, nature caught an audible, and I'm rolling with the punches. I, I, I hit the pulling guard in the mouth, and I'm taking out the running back. That's yeah. what I'm doing. That's what you got to do. But anyways, you're talking about uh, before, Arkansas three three five. Go ahead. Yeah. Before we deep dive into TCU, I kind of want to. I want to hit everyone just just to let everybody know that we know they're there. Here's the only credit I'm ever going to give Tennessee fans ever is they go into hiding, like they really do. When they're <laughs> out of it, when they're out of it, they're out. And I kind of respect that. Like I do and I don't. Like either either talk the whole time or don't talk. But you have to know when to step out and let somebody else have their their thunder. I don't hear much from them these days. Bama fans, on the other hand, they are tore up, guys. This, this <laughs> is like this is like an all-time changing of the guard, and they are not happy about it. The, the the bully's done. They're no longer the bully on the block, and they don't know how to handle it. There's there's guys our age that have never experienced heartbreak in their entire life. They've never understood what failure feels like, and they cannot handle it. I heard a Bama fan tell me the other day, "I've never wanted a team to lose as bad as I want Georgia to lose." I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, <laughs> welcome to. I think you don't. Would you want I me think, to be like mad? Me to combat I think that? I, you're just a loser. I think, you're a beta. You're a loser. Like, I think the saddest, the saddest tweet that I saw all week was, uh, I'm not calling him Funny Man, whatever the hell his real name. I don't know what his government name <laughs> is, but when he said that Georgia winning this would just uh, be an extension of Saban's dynasty, or so like, man, y'all are going through some real mental gymnastics. 
they're fine. They're trying to, they're, they're exhausting every avenue that they possibly can to make this about them. But when it comes down to it, you lost too many games this year. You didn't win enough to be important at the end of the year. And that's okay. You know, you know, they just don't understand that you can't win every year. You can't be in this conversation, especially when you got the new kid on the block who's, you know, bigger, better than you right now. Right. Especially when there's a better team in your own conference like that. You're, you're done. You're, you're the, actually there's three better teams than you this year, clearly. So that, that's what I just wanted to give that jab in. And Florida fans, they, they continue to like, they're, they're so mad right now. Like I don't, I'm glad I wasn't, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't cognitive enough as a nine-year-old or, or whatever, eight-year-old when they were, when they had their run. Cause I can't imagine what it was like with those freaking losers on cloud nine no. basketball too. They went back to back and basketball. Like everything was going so right for that school. And now they're an absolute dumpster fire. So it was barely around. Thank God. And shout out to Auburn for literally the the only sport they care about at this point. And we, they come into our house and we kick their doors in. So (laughs) all all the teams that surrounded us, listen, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a line out of the great Pete Weber's book. Love us or hate us. You're going to be watching us on Monday night. (laughs) While you're sitting at home, your season's over. Start reading the preview magazines. We're going to settle in for another natty. (laughs) <laughs> God, it's so awesome. I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be interesting though. Like I just don't I think it's gonna be a close game at least for a little bit. I can even see just with the money in Vegas, I could see it being like last year. Like last year was not a 33 to 18 game. We all know right. that was a one four game. Right. Yeah. I could see it being similar. Georgia's got a seven, ten point lead. They get a stop and a score, they cover the spread, but it still feels like a close game. Um I just don't think like like you said, TCU's used to this band. They've been down in I'd say 80% of their games this year. Most of them by like multiple scores and uh, they find a way to win, but Georgia has also found a way to win. I'd rather not have to play like that. As we saw with Ohio state, those margins can get a little thin when you play that style of football. But I think if, I think if Stetson plays a good game, Georgia has to take care of the ball. We saw, you know why TCU beat Michigan? They got a fumble in the red zone and they got two pick sixes. I mean, they feasted on turnovers and Michigan got a few tipped interceptions, but those were a lot luckier they didn't do anything with them though those those interceptions they didn't score off of them uh, from what i can remember that that was the difference is tcu took advantage of the turnovers michigan didn't and and we on this podcast we count turnover on downs as turnovers they got one inside the five on the first drive of the game yeah that was that's a turnover and that you're right tcu even if it does look like it's going to be a beat down early it's not because i I, like i'm telling y'all they are never uncomfortable ever and they're good enough to fight back in any game and we've talked about that, like that mindset, that culture that flips. When you can just continually win those games, you are never ever mentally out of it. There's a lot of teams where, like Tennessee this year, when we started kicking their doors in, they were done. They were finished. They've never had to overcome that adversity before. They're used to losing. They're losers. We kicked them in. They're done. <laughs> TCU, at like, just think back. Baylor, they're down by 14 points. They kick a walk off field goal literally as time expires. Fire drill. Um, no, that was absurd. I mean, it, when you Kansas talk about State, Kansas State, they were down like two and a half touchdowns, and they just come flying back in. Like they they know how to win, and that that is the best skill that any team can have. You can give me give me a team full of five stars and a team full of three stars to know how to win. Give me a team that knows how to win because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like you can stack talent on talent, but the scoreboard tells the story. So TCU is a team that finishes with more points than the other team in almost every single game this year. And we bet if we get up, we better step on their throat. Before you go, Griff, yeah. I'm about to get back in on my laptop. Don't add me until I tell you. Okay, got you. Okay. But, dude, one thing before you go, Jake, 
this game is like the culmination of like two of the greatest Cinderella stories in the history of college football. You got TCU, a team who was picked to finish seventh in their own conference. I had them winning the Big 12, by the way. They did not win the Big 12 without being <laughs> disappointed. It had a bit plus 1,400. But, I mean, like, they're freaking, you know, they're just on a tra- – and then you got Stetson Bennett, a walk-on quarterback who was a Georgia fan his whole life, walked onto the team, left to go to JUCO, then came back on a scholarship, won the job when, you know, they did everything in their power not to have given the job. And, and they're both just meeting each other. Like, which Cinderella story is finally going to get the, the storybook ending and the other one is just going to be – I mean, Stetson is his pretty storybook still, but. Yeah, and another thing, too, is – we talk about adversity and we talk about TCU finding a way to win. We just saw Georgia do that. That was really big because there were multiple times in that game where I had my, my face in my hands. Cause I was at the game and I was just, you know, absolutely just torn because I was like, this is over. And then Georgia just comes up Brock Bowers, by the way, we had people talking about the team doing yoga. That's why they were doing the yoga. You saw them Brock Bowers with the body control, getting the first down. <laughs> Uh, you no, know, that's wild. You gotta when you go way. back and watch that play where he's just holding up his whole body weight with that one hand and stretching mm-hmm. out, I, it, physics don't explain that. No, absolutely not. And I think that was probably the biggest play of the game. That was a fourth down. And we see, we see Georgia, they just come up clutch. You know, we have those plays. We see Stetson going a game winning drive through for the most, through, through for the most yards in a fourth quarter of a college football playoff game ever, mostly because they're not that competitive, but he still did it. Um, and I, that's it, man. They just find a way to win, and that's what you got to do against another team that always finds a way to win. It's it's going to turn into who wants it more and who makes mistakes. And Georgia cannot make mistakes. If they're going to make mistakes, they better get some turnovers, which is something they really have not done so far this year. Yeah, we really have not won the turnover battle at all, and we've talked about that all year with just how how tough that's been and how it's put us in some terrible terrible situations. But I mean, you know. Yeah, we just got to do what we've done all year, and that's and that's just win. So I, it'd be I very funny. It would be very funny if this game was an even turnover margin because Georgia would be fifteen and zero with like a minus two turnover margin. And I promise you, twenty nineteen LSU was probably like plus twenty. It was probably something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Because I did get Joe Burrow didn't turn the ball over, so I mean Stetson really doesn't that much either. But you know, yeah, I know Georgia's had some unlucky turnovers too. Like we talked about Mississippi State lineman. I'm looking up their turnover margin right now, but you know, there's still turnovers at the end of the day. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, I feel like we fumbled a lot this year. Does that, does it feel like that to y'all or like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I yeah. feel like we, we've lost a lot of fumbles that we, we don't usually do. I like, that's, that's where the margin comes from. I feel like how many picks is that thrown? Uh, I think six. Six. Total. Yeah, I think. Right. And we're minus two, which is nuts. I was going to say that like, if we get back to even, Turnover margin, I think we win the game handily. Yeah. That, that would mean we were plus two in this game. And I think if we're plus two, I think we're too good of a team to, to lose that game. Uh, a plus two turnover margin would be – LSU would be was plus two. So, you – like, we, we've seen firsthand, and I think a lot of Georgia fans have seen and we and we knew it. Like, fans aren't stupid. We know how big turnovers are. But in a game like Missouri, when you turn the ball over early, you keep a team in the game – it's hard to bury them, especially on the road. TCU's going to have plenty of fans out there. I mean, think about it, guys. You're a TCU fan. You have no business ever even dreaming about being here at the beginning of the season. Like, if you if you were a TCU fan and you're talking out of your mind at the beginning of the season, 
You're saying, oh, we're going to be in the natty this year, blah, blah, blah. There's not a TCU fan on the planet saying that this year. Yeah. They're going to be there. They're going to be excited. It's going to be hard to bury them. And if we give them early turnovers, that is a, that is the key to a disaster. Yeah, it's something that I noticed that Michigan had issues with too, especially. But, you know, Michigan doesn't match up with the speed at linebacker and the speed at safety that we have. They were letting Duggan run wild. Third and six, he's ripping off a first down. Third and 11, he's getting a first down. It's one of those things, too, Cole. I love the point that you made. That's one of my favorite tweets that you've ever had. When you talk about, oh, you know, when they have a run quarterback and when they have, yeah, it's called good offense. It's hard to stop. Like, that's just kind of how football works. Yeah, Joe Burrow, man, it, those guys could, yeah, no shit. Like, he statistically had one of the best seasons ever. That's what, that's what a Bama fan told me. He said, um, well, you know, Kirby Smart's script not to oh, an elite wide receiver. I said, well, there was like five wide receivers going to top 15 picks in the NFL draft this year. You know why? That's every defense is kryptonite. Like that, that is what, that's a game changer. Like, yeah, man, I, Justin Jefferson really ate us up. You know what, you know what a, your kryptonite is, is a really good team. Yeah, I guess so. Like, it's not a bad team. It's not our kryptonite. So, yeah, that's that's the dumbest thing ever. Please don't go around saying that, guys. It's it makes no sense. That's not our. Kryptonite. That's everyone's kryptonite. That's, that's look at like if Jamar Chase is playing out there, like you're not you're not guarding him. You have to contain him. You have to hope to contain him. So that's and and, and we're talking about like one game here. Like everybody says that because of the SEC championship game last year. Like when Bama had Ridley and Bama had all those guys, they didn't do nothing against us. So, you know, yeah, it only took two t- uh, first round picks at wide receiver. Uh, both guys ran about a four three. Like they, they were, yeah, four, they had four on the same team. They weren't torching us. And yeah, that that twenty seventeen championship game or oh, twenty eighteen, yeah. they had Jerry Judy, uh, Devontae Smith, Raleigh Ridley or Calvin Ridley, and uh, I think Jalen Waddle was on that team too. Yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. Well, while we're on the topic, let's talk about the the elephant in the room. And I could actually call him an elephant because he's that big. Quentin Johnson, fantastic player. Monster. Really good player. Absolute monster. I, I, I really pushed back on the guy who said he was not elite uh, in our mentions. He is absolutely elite. That little hezzy, that little stutter step that he hit against that Michigan DB. That was gross. Completely <laughs> through his angle and absolutely took off. That was filthy. I hope Georgia takes better angles than that because that guy can turn nothing into something. Because that was what that was like a third and fifteen or something, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, it I was. It was. Yeah. Duggan made a good throw on that play too. He caught it, it was, like two yards past the line of scrimmage and took it seventy-five yards. Yeah, Duggan was like almost sacked on that play too, and he he threw it off his back foot and made a good throw, gave him a chance to. Oh get my gosh, boys, we're finally set up. Microphone's on. Twenty-two minutes into the show, and we're freaking ready to roll. Um, <laughs> all right, any more main points? Because I put out a tweet today, and people asked a lot of questions under it, so I figured we could get to them. But if we have any, uh, main that's everything. First. That's everything that I got. We're, I mean, they've asked some good questions, so we're going to get into the nitty gritty for sure. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's hard when you got a gamer at quarterback. Max Duggan's a gamer. Gamer, gamer. Um, okay. First question from our boy Hunter Moss, one of the most loyal BSB followers there is. <laughs> He's in here. He says, "Jake, how many vodka waters will you have had by the time the show starts tonight?" Uh, tonight I'm, I'm, I'm dry tonight. Uh, I've just been watching the NFL. I've been playing yeah. war zone, got a dub earlier, seven kills, no big deal. Um, but, uh, by kickoff tomorrow, I mean, you know what to say? You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. So I'm going to get, exactly. a, I'm going to get an early start on it tomorrow. That's, that's, that was a disaster at the honeymoon <laughs> that's from, from that statement right there. 
Uh, Felton Shelley says, if it's not too late, compare this game to the 2008 Sugar Bowl. Which, if I believe, if I remember correctly, that's Alabama, Utah. No, 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 no. That's uh, Georgia, Hawaii. Hawaii. Ah, uh, okay. It, it's I don't think it's comparable. I really no. don't. Yeah, TCU is a lot better team than that Hawaii team. And RIP no Cole Brennan. That dude was electric. He was awesome. <laughs> so Hawaii was a great team and a great story, uh, and and they were much better than their competition. The difference is TCU, guys. TCU is a big boy. Like they're just because the jersey they wear, they're not an underdog. They're not like they're not some. They are. A they great don't think story. they are. They're a great story, but like it's not like they're not talented. They're a talented group, and they got and they have really good players. Sony Dox is a really good, good team. Exactly, and that's this the team that is number one. Like the taking lightly thing can go out the window. Like that's not gonna. It's a national championship, guys. It, we're about to get see best on best, just like we saw last game. Whether y'all want to believe it or not, I know y'all don't like me saying this. We did not play our C game. We did not take Ohio State lightly. We came out and played. They played, and they whipped us for a little bit, and then we flipped the switch and whipped them when it mattered. That's that's what happened in that game. You could argue with a wall. TCU is good. They're not gonna. They're definitely not gonna take us lightly. We're definitely not gonna take them lightly. We're about to see best on best. And it's going to be an awesome game. Like that's that's what it boils down to. So I don't I don't think it's comparable to all that game. Yeah, Connor made a good point too, talking about those teams. That Hawaii team, they were just they were putting up sixty points on whack teams. This TCU team, they got speed in the secondary. They got size. That guy uh, Horton had four sacks and a fourth fumble against Michigan. That was a game of that guy's life. And you know what? I promise he's going to try to do it again. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, is this game giving y'all two thousand twelve Bama versus Notre Dame vibes? No. I I just can't. <laughs> I think that Notre Dame team got a lot more respect than this TCU team got. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the spread was on that one, but still, it's not. It wasn't much. I, I don't I don't yeah. want to compare this to anybody else because this it was is really, ten points. I believe I heard that the other day. This is a very unique situation. Like this isn't something that we've seen before. TCU is undoubtedly, if you look at the college football playoffs since what was it 2014, 2013, whenever. There's never been a team like this come from the back of the field. Never. I mean, you maybe want to say Cincinnati, but they didn't make it to the national they, championship. Like, that's see, that's the thing, Jake. A lot of y'all don't understand. Like, there has been six schools make it to the national championship in this era. Like, getting to the playoff is one thing, and it's a great thing, and it's awesome for your school. But getting to the playoff is not as big as winning that first game. Winning that first game separates you from really good team to elite team. Notre Dame in 2012 did not have to win that first game, and they would not have had to win that first game come playoff time. The teams that have won a playoff game, just think about it. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Oregon, Ohio State, and Clemson. That is six of the best programs in college football annually. That's those are the teams that make that win the first game. So this is no fluke. This is no like flip a coin. Like I hope y'all understand winning a game in the playoff is as Big of a deal in college football as it gets because that separates you into the elite tier. TCU has entered the elite tier this year, and it is they are nowhere near that Notre Dame team. They are much better. Am I saying we can't blow them out? We absolutely can blow them out because we are a much better team. But they don't believe that, and they are really, really good. It ain't like it ain't like we're, we're tiers tiers above. We're a tier above them, in my opinion. But they can hang with anybody. Oh yeah, and you know they shouldn't feel that way. They shouldn't feel like underdogs. They absolutely proven that they deserve to be here. And uh, they're going to play like it. They're not going to come out there scared. I can promise you that. And no. I, there may have been some scared in that Notre Dame. And, of course, I, I'm not going to get way too into this. But there was a whole Manti Teo thing before that game, too. Weird Different situations. 
yeah, yeah. yeah if y'all watched that documentary, that crazy. That, that was that was a good wrong. one. That was a very good one. I but yeah, I, think about think about too how um how like create how critical like this season has been just for TCU in general, like in terms of their future. Like the Big Twelve is wide open wide in, open. in the near future. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. Oklahoma before this year, what did they want it like the past five years or something like that? Like, or, yeah. or I guess not last year either. Baylor, Oklahoma but, State or Baylor. Yeah. 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 But I mean, dude, like it's wide open now. Somebody's yeah. got to take over his top dog and TCU's putting their footprint in early. Kansas State, too, honestly. They could be a power, man. They don't They've like, got some good recruits, some good transfers. Like one of the best them. transfer portal classes. Like, yeah, that like they are, could be a rising power, no doubt. And winning that game, like it does numbers. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize this until I heard that the other day about the teams that won the first round and how big that is, and what like just listen to the names of those teams. And now TCU fits right in there with them, and you can't take that away from them, regardless of what happens. Uh, I love this question. This next question is from my boy Jeremy in the comments. Um, I want to talk sack totals because Duggan has 24, and that gives me hope for the pass rush. Jake, how do you how do you see our defense attacking Max Duggan in this one? I don't know how they're going to do it, man, because they sent guys at C.J. Stroud, and we talked about this. C.J. Stroud, we really did not expect him to run like he exactly, did. Exactly, exactly. We know Duggan can run, so I don't know mm-hmm. if that's going to affect And you know he will, run. too. Yeah. He wants he, to. He he's not even the he's not the fastest guy he's not the biggest guy but he runs with uh, a purpose he knows exactly where he's going and he runs with Tim a Tebow esque yeah exactly uh, stuff like that he so here's what I've been saying the whole time like people are talking about we you can't compare football game to football game like we are not going to approach Ohio State like we're going about to approach TCU it's just not going to happen like Jake mentioned we talked about on the show CJ Stroud had not shown the ability or the want to to run all year long. We game plan for a guy who's going to sit in the pocket, and we brought pressure after pressure after pressure after pressure for the first time all year. People are sitting there, wow, wow, we're bringing so much pressure. Well, he was a sitting duck all year. He decides to be the athlete that he is, and, and it hurt us. And hats off to him. That's that's what I'm talking about. You, it's not always taking a team lightly. Sometimes it's just that guy beats you, and he did. Uh, I believe we're going to go back to the typical Kirby Smart, push the pocket into him, and if he can consistently beat us out of that pocket, they win. Like, that's what happens. We, or we make adjustments, I, would, I should say. They're going to push the pocket like they love to do. That is the Kirby Smart mantra. Up until last year, that was all we did. We never really brought much pressure. Dan Lanning kind of mixed some things up. We're going to bring the pressure at times. Like, we're going to time it up, and we're going to bring it at times. But for the most part, I think you're going to see the classic. Push, him, push the pocket into him, and if he tries to escape, we're going to be right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I really like um... – Something that I noticed whenever I went back and rewatched the game, like I said, I was at the game. When Javon Bullard went on that blitz and got that sack, jailbreak sack, wide open, and Stroud was sitting there, didn't see him coming for a second, got absolutely clobbered in the back. I need Javon to reach that arm over and, you know, yes. that's the type of stuff we need in this game. We need one or two of those breaks. We need a strip sack. We need a non-offensive touchdown. We need a big play on special teams. Something like that can really take the wind out of the sails of a team like that who always believes, always knows they could come back. When you can switch momentum like that, that is so huge, especially on teams that kind of make their living on coming back. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing about losing the turnover battle and stuff. Like when you lose a turnover battle like that, you have to work so much harder for everything that you get in a game. Whereas, like if you get a strip sack on, like when their drive starts or something like that, and you're starting from their twenty, like that's so huge. You don't have to work that hard for points right there. Well, you would think that, Griff. We did start on the 31 drive against Ohio State at zero points. Very true. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> also true. 
Yeah. And one of the few times we've gotten the ball on the other team's 50 to start the year, and we blew it. But that's yeah. in the past, and we won the game. Yeah, and uh, is you know those three thirty-five defenses. Somebody mentioned this in the comments a while ago, but we were on a topic. Uh, they have trouble with tight ends, and having Darnell would be huge. You said it, Cole. He he had that he had that walk about him. It looks like take me up. I'm going back out there, and I hope so. Yeah, but yeah. this this right here is the most casual way to compare like teams right here. I think, I think he's making fun <laughs> of people that say that, but yes, they're. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, good, yeah. I was making sure. But, yeah, that's the most casual way. To, people are like, well, uh, Michigan beat Ohio State pretty bad, and then TCU beat Michigan. So, I mean, what's Georgia going to do? It's like that's not how football works, guys. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times that has to be explained to you. but Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it, they're just not even the same type of team, not even close. TCU and Ohio State, yes, they both aired out. They both had, you know, big-time receivers. But they're just not the same team. They're not going to have the same game plan. They're probably not going to have the same approach because – both of these 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 coaches are watching the other game and they're seeing what went right, what went wrong, what you know, what worked for the other side, and they're crafting a game. There's a new game plan each week. <laughs> it's not you know, it's not something that they just go out there and do every single time. But I did love seeing Stacey Searles at uh, at media day drawing up plays. That was uh, <laughs> that was a big time football, football guy. guy. Uh, I like this question because bef- before I'll read it first and I'll say something. Keys to victory for the dogs and who will have a coming out party for the dogs tomorrow night. Before Ohio State, I would have said nobody's having a coming out party. It's just our best players are going to play good. Well, heck. And then we watched Michael Williams get a sack. Then we watched Arian Smith go for 140. Then we watched uh, Amarius Mims play his balls off. Like, we had three guys at the coming out party in the freaking semifinals. So, heck, I don't know who's going to show up this week. I do know we have some guys banged up on the edge, and I've been a big Marvin Jones fan for the entire year. And I think he can get in and make something happen because he did play last game, which makes me feel good about his health. And I think this extra week has some guys banged up, got some extra reps. Look for Marvin Jones to make a play. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to talk about officials. It's stupid. There's 100,000 different calls. I'm not an Ohio State fan. I don't sit there and point at 15 different missed calls. That, But we saw that play, too. Uh, Should have got a safety. Michael Williams literally got tackled in the end zone. Yeah. Um, he's He's getting back there. He's, he's getting back there. And I could see him having one or two sacks, uh, making a big impact, maybe forcing a fumble. He's somebody I like that going into next year that, that, you know, they always love that after the national championship, someone who has a big game. They're like, oh, oh yeah. this guy next year. They did it with Jalen Carter. Um, they're going to be like, oh, this guy next year, he's going to be the real deal. And I think Michael Williams is going to be that player if Georgia does win. I think that's coming off the edge next year. I think someone to look out for in this game too, on the other side of the ball is Oscar Dell because, and this kind of depends on, how much Darnell Washington sees the field, if he sees the field at all, you know, that kind of thing. But if he comes out there and, you know, people are – they're going to be pretty keyed in on Brock. You know, everybody is. But Oscar Delp is a good football player, and he played pretty well against Ohio State uh, just in terms of just being out there and, you know, doing his job. But if they give him some looks in the pass game, he'll he'll make a play. Well, that's where he's going to thrive. Like, where it, he's not going to play Darnell's role. Number, I'm just going to tell you all right now, Darnell Washington is playing in this game. He's yeah. going to play, and 80% Darnell Washington is better than 100% anyone else we got in the blocking game. I'm just – that's <laughs> yeah. how good he is. He's playing. So, I'm not – I do like Oscar Dell. I think he's going to be a superstar. I, I, he cannot do what Darnell does in the blocking game. But the tight end – the tight end you need to say, Griff, and we talk about him every show, obviously he's the best player in college football. Brock Bauer is going for over 100 this game. Like I, you think so? I know that for a fact. I, okay. I'm, I will take his betting total over for all I got. He's going over. It, the numbers are actually pretty high for him. Like it's like he's, 
Because, yeah, like, it's like Jake mentioned, this defense, he has no answer for him. Uh, and last game, it's like, where's Brock Bowers? Kirk Hershey up there just loving it. Where's Brock Bowers? Ohio State up 14. <laughs> we, we used him when we needed him. This game, we're going to feed him. It's going to be like LSU. We're going to feed him the rock. We're going to let him win this game for us because he's the best player on the field in any game he's on. And he is going to show out. So, whatever you have, take out a loan, borrow some money, go put it on Brock Bowers over. If it doesn't hit, you didn't hear it from me. That's all I got to tell you. And Hunter, we, Hunter, we appreciate the dono too. Yes, eight straight national championships with a Georgia high school quarterback starting. Yep, that's gotta pretty impressive. Got to keep them in, man. Got to keep them yeah. in the states. Well, you know, we got to find somebody for next year because it's going to be Carson Beck. I'm just kidding. I don't want to talk about the repeat <laughs> stuff. I know people like talking about the repeat. Let's yeah. worry about the repeat. Let's worry about after somebody. after we win this one, we'll talk about it all next show. <laughs> oh, we got yeah. a lot, a lot to talk about this off season. Uh, there's no such and thing as off season in NCAA anymore. Like. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen. There's so and now much that goes on. We we see, you know, we see Monken last, you know, last week. He didn't really break out a lot of the trick plays. We didn't see him really get too far into his bag. I think Georgia's going to have something. I don't know what it's going to be, um, but TCU's got a lot of speed, and if they overcommit, they can burn them deep. Uh, they're going to have to have probably their fastest guy on Arian Smith. I could see, I could see a little trickeration. I could see a little something like the Kenny Mack to AD touchdown. They're going to have to, do, they're going to have to make something work. I think we could see something like that with Ladd in this game. I feel like that's kind of what they were trying to work for with like that end round that they ran with with Ladd. But I, I don't know. I it, it kind of depends how how much of a go he is. I think before you start pulling out stuff like that, you could tell he's not a hundred percent too. Ladd's yeah. definitely a little. I mean, hobbled. he hobbled off the field after that two point conversion. So yeah, you know that there may be something where they just they roll with Arian this time, and I'm fine with that. Um, but hey, I mean, if Game you want right to get. You want to get Arian Smith on a pot pass, something like that? It's a good way to get his speed involved. I liked when he got in the screen ball and he just took it for eight yards, like super easy, because he got yeah. there in a blink of an eye. And A.D. Mitchell's back. That's something else we back. have to talk about. A.D. This Mitchell's is back. I mean, just a dog. Dog mentality. Like, we, 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 we heard Brooks talk about it, like, are we going to get the real Mo Money bitch? And it was a fair question. I'd already told myself two weeks ago we were. So, anything less than that, I would have been hurt. And we come out the first drive and just force feed him. I'm like, oh, yeah. The game one touchdown. That right there is a true number one receiver that we need. Like, get open. Let me get you the ball. Game winning touchdown. He's caught a touchdown in every playoff game he's ever played in. I don't expect anything different in this one. Yeah, and if you want to see a video, I caught a pretty good video of the uh, of the last touchdown to go ahead. The crowd was going crazy. It's on our TikTok. It's listed right there at Backstreet Boys. Guys, there's a real chance this guy has the two biggest touchdown catches in UGA history. Oh, that is a real argument. I will die on the hill that he that 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 touchdown last year is the biggest play in the history of Georgia football. There is no, no, no there is no play that is bigger than that one. And, and you know he's a great athlete. He's really but man, his routes are just so he's such a technician, man. And that's something that's really going to serve him well. He's just so technical with his routes, man. That little inside break, he'll throw a DB off by three yards, just barely make it a little hezzy. That's a good question too. I like this one. Which running back's running style is most beneficial in this game? It's Kendall Miller. It's Kendall Miller. It's going to be a lot of zone. Uh, Brooks talked about this too. Uh, when a three-three-five, you're not going to be able to run as much counter. This is going to be power football. You know, bring your lunch pail. When they got five defensive backs on the field trying to tackle Kendall Milton, I need more of these Kendall Milton angry runs. We've seen it since he came back from injury. He's been running so hard. He's going to have to run through some arm tackles. And I think if Georgia can get that inside zone and start Kendall Milton starts ripping off seven at a time. That's how Georgia can take over this game. Yeah, I, that was my initial thought too, Jake. Like, can you know, we get downhill football? But then I had this thought. 
Who went off last time we played Arkansas? Kenny McIntosh coming out of the backfield. Remember the the uh, the wheel route down the right sideline, like second drive of the game. So I think they all they're all going to be able to play in it. Like it, it's not like it's not like we have to attack their weaknesses. I think our strengths are better than their strengths. So just just roll with the strengths. And yeah, Kendall Milton, he, like we're going to use him to get down here because he looks fantastic right now. That run against Ohio State was fantastic. Kenny Mack is, is a stud though, and he can run between the tackles as good as anybody. Like I'm glad we've been letting it up open up and run between the tackles because he can do it as well as anyone. So like, both I was saying, guys, like I was saying before we started, man, last week, you know, Ken, Kenny McIntosh, five carries, 70 yards. And if the turf monster hadn't got him, it would have been 80 and a touchdown. Dejon Edwards, eight carries, 58 yards, 7.2 yards a carry. Kenny's got 14 yards a carry. Kendall Milton, 8.7 yards a carry. I mean, these guys were running the ball last week. Georgia just really had to – they had a lot of ground to make up, so they weren't running as much as they wanted to. But if they can run the ball like that and not get down early and not turn the ball over, that's a that's probably my biggest key to the game. Yeah. All right. I'll pause real quick. What's going on with Chad in the comments? Yeah, yeah. I saw this one. I saw this one earlier, and I was I was. You didn't see. Confused. He says I was living in Athens, living the moments. Didn't see y'all there. Y'all talk will be over Monday night, like when Egg Aaron Murray's crib in 2012 for losing to South Carolina. I was there. How about you? You didn't I see mean, anyone in Athens in 2012. It was an empty city. <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand. Is this like is he asking if we were like Georgia fans then? Is he like, saying we're gonna lose? I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty Chad, confused. talk to us, dude. Talk to us, man. Yeah, we need some explanation because this, I'm I'm pretty I, I promise you I felt the pain then too. Yeah, I don't think I, this I don't think this is a TCU fan. TCU fans do Yeah, I take it. No, along along with the eggs we loaded on Aaron Murray's crib. Why why are you bragging about throwing eggs at Aaron Murray's crib? That that makes you a dirtbag. <laughs> a legit, legit dirtbag. Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the running back. I think the running back pass game. We talk about it though. They got speed on defense, so we need to match that with size. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And we talk about they got the speed to cover Bowers. Are they going to have the physicality? They matched up well against, you know, against Michigan. But like I said, we saw Ronnie Bell. Who Ronnie Bell is a good receiver. He's kind of fast, but he's not a burner by any means. They can get behind him, and Stetson's mm-hmm. going to have to hit on those deep balls. This, this made me think, and I was trying to think the TCU schedules you're talking about, like facing the guys that we have, and like Texas just popped in my mind. What I respect about TCU is they've won, like, in whatever the game decided to go to, like Texas has turned into a defensive battle and they won the game. Like, they've been in shootouts, they've been in defensive battles, and I respect that, man. Like, like when the game is presented, that's what Kirby Smart's done his whole career. Like, dictate the pace of the game and win it your way. That's what he does. And now he's facing a team that has done that all year. Whether TCU dictated what happened or they just rolled with the punches, regardless, it's impressive. So this is not a game where it's like where you're facing Ohio State, you're facing a Tennessee where it's like if we beat their style, they're done. Right? Yeah. Like you beat Tennessee style, they're, they're just going to keep trying to beat you with their style. TCU will change stuff up. They'll mix it up. They'll throw it in a blender and spit something else out. That's what they do. So we have that to kind of makes them. That Put kind of makes them similar to Georgia in a way. You know, exactly. Max Duggan, Max Duggan was not supposed to be their starter this season. Exactly. They saw that with Stetson. They can win in a lot of ways. You know, they're very well coached. They don't quit. And they're kind of Georgia light in that way. And like I said, they could pull some punches, man. We've seen it. Like, wait, I, I, I'm pretty sure the tweet's still up on my account. It was during the Kansas State game when they were down, at, you know, two or three scores, whatever, and came back and brought it to overtime. I said, y'all still have not learned your lesson about counting TCU out of these games, and we're 13 games in the season. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford, UJ legend. 
Uh, who do you guys think will win the defensive MVP for the Natty? That's a good yeah. question because I think I don't know. I, I, there's so many guys. It's if if somebody creates a turnover and Georgia gets one it'll turnover, be yeah, it'll be them. I'm going to say Jamon Dumas Johnson. I think he's going to be on a lot of blitz. It could even be Smile. They're going to be spying Doug, and they're going to have a big responsibility. If they could poke one loose, because it's going to be JDJ and Smile spying on him, and they're going to they're going to run some delayed blitzes with him. They might get a couple sacks. Uh, but I'll go JDJ. I think Smile's going to have a big game, though. It could be either one of those guys. I like the answer in the comments. We got a, we got a lot of different picks in the comments. Um, last that uh, speaking of Smile, Mondin, uh last week when he got that first sack on the first play, and I told y'all he's going to come on a blitz. I I was already in a good mood, and I was loosened up, and I was going nuts. I was like, oh, I'm a prophet. <laughs> yeah, and then we didn't see him the rest of the time on the blitz. But for that moment, I thought I was literally Kirk Herbstreit. Uh, yeah, this game, defensive MVP number twenty nine, Christopher Smith. I think he's going to come down. I think he's going to fill some holes. Duggan's going to try to break away, and he's going to be the first one down there cracking. Uh, I think he's going to make some plays in the passing game. When we need that man, he makes a big play. And, yeah, and I love me. Hold on, Smith. have we have we had a defensive touchdown this year? Yeah. No. I don't think we have. Mm. Somebody in the comments mm. will somebody in the comments yeah. will know, but I don't think so. I'm about to make a bet on that then in this game. <laughs> you <laughs> know it's gonna be Chris. Georgia to have a defensive touchdown. That because we saw uh, yeah, because I'm trying to think. No, Chris Smith got hawked down again in that Bonix interception. Uh it would have had to have been. Yeah, we haven't got many interceptions. It would have had to have been a scoop and score. Oh, we we should have. No, that would have been a safety. I was gonna say we should have had one on uh, against Tennessee, but we got job. Ringo Ringo had one on. uh, I forget who we were playing. We were kind of whipping him, but he jumped a route and it hit him in the chest, and he dropped it. But it was it was freaking wide open. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to get a defensive non-offensive touchdowns. There's. Yeah, yeah, no, that's All right, let's lead right into that, Jay. Talk about some wee fence. Give me some wee fence points right here. What's something to, to see and in, in your wee fence brain? I, I need. Uh, you know, we don't. We like to. We don't like to pick on players, really ever. Uh, no matter what, I need Podlesny need to be a little better. I, my theory still holds true. Jack Podlesny only hits the ones you need. He missed two, but they didn't need him. Uh, <laughs> they they seemed like they, they seemed like we did need him for a little bit there. Oh, Marie's right. I guess I don't know if I would call this a, a, a yeah, it's defensive, defensive touchdown. That's really defensive. It's close. special teams. That's special yeah. teams touchdown. Uh, yeah, true. But uh, a block field goal. But Georgia's always good for a block field goal in one of these games. Um, I really, I really like Brett Thorson. I, I like to get him, you know, down and in, down inside the five. <laughs> you know, if Georgia does have a punt, he had a solid game against Ohio State. wasn't much punt in that game. No, but um, yeah, like like I said, special teams can really be when you talk about games like this. That could be a huge difference, especially if you get a muff punt. If you can get, uh, uh, we saw it with USC. We were, we were all watching USC Tulane. Uh, their kick returner drops the ball on the two yard line and just falls right out of bounds. Tulane gets a safety, comes back and wins the game. Dude, that that was awesome. That game was nuts. Nuts. <laughs> that game was crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think we hit on all the uh, questions there. Good deal. Those are good questions, folks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank if you anyone else has comments. more questions, throw them in the comments. Yeah. But dude, I'm just like, like I don't want to get ahead of myself or nothing. But like, just thinking about the big picture stuff. This, just being in the natty is awesome. This week build up is great. Like you turn on the SEC Network and it's all dogs. 
Like I said, just, man, in the arena, no matter just, what, you're the man in the arena. Just eat it up. Like, eat every second of it up. We told you all that last week, but th- tomorrow it's going to be all dog coverage. And last year felt weird. Like, after we won it, like, we had our moment in the sun for a little bit, and then it felt like people moved on, started talking about the transfer portal, this, that, and another. Like, I don't know how you avoid it this year if it goes back-to-back. And I, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I've loved Kirby Smart. I used to say, like, years ago, like, 2019, 2020. Like, I, I've never wanted someone to win a championship so bad as I do Kirby Smart. Just because I saw the way he was recruiting, like I saw everything about it was just winning ways, and it was going to come at some point. Got over the hunt last year, and now it just feels like a train that somebody's going to have to pull off the track. Ohio State tried their best. That's a game that we would never, ever win growing up. When I was a child, that would never happen. We were losing no, that game. That's a one point the loss. It's that's that's the difference, and like I'm excited for this game. Hats off to TCU, but I hope we blow y'all out of that stadium. I hope it ain't close. I don't want no no-biter. I don't want no good game. I want it to kick them in the face from snap number one. Yeah, Connor's, Connor mentioned it. He said he saw me after the game, and, dude, I was, like, having heart palpitations. I could only take, like, half breaths. I couldn't believe it. And when I was at the game, I thought we blocked the kick. It was so bad. You know, I didn't get awesome. to come on. I didn't get to make it on for the recap show. My, my roommate and his parents were in town. But, man, that I've never had my emotions toyed with like that. I mean, even 2017, like, that was rough. That was way worse. That was way, way worse. Yeah, that one definitely – that one was more stressful than the Oklahoma game for – I, I think – oh. but, but I think partially it was because I was used to us blowing it a little bit. I think there's some, re- I think there's some recency bias right now, guys. I really do. I Maybe. don't know, man. I don't Maybe. know. I, I don't know. It, it feels – We had also been talking a lot of smack. No doubt. We had no, also no. been writing a lot of checks. <laughs> uh, Colson Crosby says Devontae White sat for the Packers just now. Let's go. What, Big D? Good stuff. Huge. Uh, so but dude, I don't know, bro. When, when we got the ball, when we got the ball, or when we got down, like I was defeated that game because it was, yeah. Ohio State was a little different. Like they threw a couple of haymakers, we throw some back. They throw a couple, we threw a couple back. Ohio State or Oklahoma was throwing all the haymakers and we were standing there wearing. And that was just like a feeling of defeat where it was like, wow, they're just way better than us. Yeah, I know, but when we got to that fourth quarter of that Ohio State game, it just like – Stetson wasn't playing great then uh, going into it, and I was just like, crap. Like, Griff, we got the ball back with a minute left. Jake Fromm taking us down the field as a freshman. That's That's true. not stressful. No, that was. Yeah, but I don't know. We came back earlier in that game. I, I don't know. I don't know. I will say – I was there too, so I think that's an extra element of it. Yeah, no doubt. That, that's that's terrifying. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about. I heard some freaking that moron Bama fan going find mom earlier. Quentin Johnson better not play in this game because he's definitely going to get hurt playing against Georgia in a big game. Nobody cared when we didn't have Javon Limbs against Bama in seventeen, and nobody cared that Pickens was on one leg last year. Hey, nobody by the way, cares uh, when it's Quentin, Quentin Johnson's Quentin Johnson's not hurt. I mean, oh, Quentin Johnson, Marvin Harrison's not hurt. No. He's got rocked. Yeah, he, I yeah. love how uh, yeah, and Bama fans acting like we hurt him or like we hurt Jameson Williams. Jameson What's Williams got hurt on long contact. Did he make a cut? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just—I mean, no one cares. I'm like, no one ever mentions Javon Williams being out in seventeen. Our lit, our leading receiver. Yeah, no one like, ever mentions like that. Curtis we just had said. a guy named Riley Ridley step up. That's what championship teams do. Like or George said, Pickens, no, nobody talks about our injuries. Nobody cares about ours. We don't have no one. Spit. We don't have a best pass rusher. No one like, cares. Nobody cares. Every single edge rusher we had in the game went out. Like I said, I, mean, I always say it. Flies. 
Excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got them and they all stink. <laughs> yeah. Like I love Kirby's freaking shot. He took at everybody this week. Yeah. It was awesome. He's like, we, we, we don't make excuses around here, but I mean, we have injuries just like everybody else. So we just keep playing. We just keep winning. This yeah, is essentially what he said. Excuses and bad calls only happen to other teams. Yeah. Quote unquote bad calls, by the way. Hey, right, listen, guys. I, the fact that we've turned the corner into being a villain, last year it was like, all right, they won. We hated them, but they're never going to do it again. When we went on tomorrow night, for about 24 hours from now, we're going we're gonna to have a really good feel about how this game's going. And we're about to turn the corner into full fledged villain. And I, I want to stand. Like, listen, I'm a pitcher. I stand on that mound alone every fifth day. Like, it doesn't bother me being out there alone. I want to be on an island, and I want everyone around <laughs> us just giving us the freaking middle fingers. <laughs> I, that's what I want. And I want to just stand there and give them right back as we're just running, coming to their stadium and kicking them right in front of their fans. That's what I want. I want everyone to be booing us when we come out of the tunnel, get pissed off, and hang 40 on them. And yeah. that's, what we, that's what we've done. That's what Kirby Smart's established. We are the villain. Don't expect no sympathy from anyone. Don't ever beg for it. Ever, ever, ever. Be the villain. Be the bully. That's who we are, and take nothing, nothing, nothing for granted. All those no. 1980 jokes—they don't. They that don't really, same uh, one in forever. They don't really see those yeah. anymore. Well, people were like, "Oh, congrats! You finally got one. It took what? you 40 years. It'll two? take you 40 years to get another <laughs> one." Oh, uh oh! You guys are in trouble. Hey, I, I, I know a lot of y'all want us to talk about next year. We're we're, we're going to talk about next year. Now we got to appreciate these guys. This is Stetson yeah. Bennett's last ride. This is Darnell Washington's last ride. This is Roger Jones's last Keely, ride. Chris Smith's last ride. Keeley's last ride. And hey, you know, all y'all those... who act like Keeley got toasted, why don't you go look up the man of man numbers real quick and get back to me? I'm just saying, appreciate these guys because this is a special area of Georgia football. They've all been a part of it. Appreciate them. Here's what I was saying about all the injuries. What is the scoop on Chambliss? Listen, folks, ibuprofen means I'll be playing. These guys are playing. <laughs> These guys are about to play. Yeah, I'm, just telling, I, I'm telling y'all right now, I've seen some stuff in sports that y'all wouldn't believe in terms of injuries. Like, they're playing. They're going to play. Dude, I mean, like, these guys want to play. Like, they're, they're not like, you know, it's – I mean – I, I It ain't even want to, guys. They have some stuff in that training room y'all wouldn't believe. <laughs> they have some training room – they have some stuff in that training room y'all never heard of. And we're not, <laughs> we're, not knocking, we're not knocking on him specifically, but you look at Chad Chambliss. That's a guy who's probably not going to play in the NFL. You don't think he's playing tomorrow? He's playing. Yeah, if he's yeah. got, if he's got two, what was it? The Brom said was, uh, "Do I or do I not have a pulse?" You know, yeah. let's exactly. play football. Yeah, that's uh, they're they're playing. They're playing. Uh, I'm excited, guys. Like, I'm trying to think of some content we can do for the game tomorrow, but like, I think I'm just gonna be so locked in that I don't like. I don't. I don't. We talk. Can, yeah, if y'all follow me on Twitter, some of you do, some of you don't. I don't, I don't talk before the games. I don't like the week leading up. Stuff like that, yeah. The day of, you ain't gonna hear a word out of me. That's not really my style. I get locked <laughs> in. We'll be watching it together. Jake, right? Jake, there are some folks. This is the word on the street. All right, this is the word on the street, not coming from me. They're saying you didn't get on the last show because you didn't want to own up to some of the things you said. That, I, I owned up to them on my. I, I tweeted them out. I, I said know. I said I was wrong, but. <laughs> I did. Ohio State fans were in here. They were they were saying, hey, man, that Jake guy isn't here. Thank God, because I would be ripping him to shreds. Well, yeah. they've never been to Chuck's <laughs> They've yeah. never been um, to Chuck's Fix and had a Yuzu mule. Would you like would you like to make a statement about Ron Day? 
He coached a good game. Yeah, I mean, he beat he beat the allegations. He beat the allegations because this was one of those things. If he didn't, if that if that game went like we said it was going, he might actually be out of a job right now. Really, dude? How? All right, first, have you changed your mind on him though at all? Really? Like, yeah, a little, a little bit. And also, Harbaugh could, that Harbaugh, could, Harbaugh could be leaving Michigan, and that would be horrendous for them. Dude, that like that. I'll lose a lot of respect for Harbaugh if he does. You have to win that game, dude. Like that's the game you gotta win. You leave, you flirt with the NFL last year, and then you come back, and you're like, all right, never mind, I'm all in. And you're a ten point favorite, and you lose that game. Like we just talked about, like the elite teams win that first semifinal game, and they play in the Natty. They can't do it. Oklahoma can't do it. They're a ju- Oklahoma can't ever do it. They'll never do it. Notre Dame, they can't do it. They'll never do it. Like that's that's the difference. And TCU entered that. Michigan hasn't, which is crazy. That's crazy. And if he bounces after this. That would look really weak to me. Really, really yeah. weak. I mean, it, that's gonna be they're they're gonna be heading in the wrong direction because you think about this point in the coaching the coaching cycle, like who are they gonna get? They could have went. I mean, I don't think Luke Fickle. Dude, would that's that. that's the point. They yeah, exactly. You mentioned Luke Fickle. If if Harbaugh's gone, they probably get him. You you're gonna wait till after all the coaches are hired. That's crazy. Michigan might have plenty of suitors. Don't get me wrong, but that's. I hope not. I hope not. Of them Todd Monken, but. <laughs> Uh, they, they would they would have to make a bigger splash for that fan base. Like really, they would. They would have to. It's that's that's the teams that spiral. Like you can't, you can't recover from that type of no, stuff. No, you. I tell you, if I'm Michigan and he does leave, I call Dan Lanning and I offer him something with a lot yeah, of zeros. Big Dan. Like I'm trying to think of some of the names maybe around the league. Um, <laughs> There's not. Know. We passed that. We passed it. Man, this stuff was happening the first week of December. Like, right. Like, like Lance Lapal, I think, would be a home run hire, but I don't think their fans would like it. Hey, he, had a, he, had, he had a tough end of the season, too. So Yeah, but they were – they were, I mean, they were fighting outside of their weight class for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But, no, it, the thing is with Ryan Day, obviously a lot of that was just me chirping. But Yeah, exactly. He beat the allegations that if Michigan, if Michigan heads the direction that. That, that they might head um, – yeah, they'll be back to top dog in that in that conference. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Jim Harbaugh's got to got to head out so they can be top dog again. <laughs> nah, that's tough. That's tough. What if they go get Josh Heupel? That would be really funny. Oh Josh my! Heupel, Tennessee fans would be in shambles. God, he, ta- he takes Nico with him. Oh my God! That would I would be on, I would be scrolling Twitter so hard my thumbs would bleed. <laughs> That is like a dream scenario. Who would Tennessee hire? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's no telling. There's no. They just telling. lost their offensive coordinator too. He just left. I can't That's one of my favorite. Here. One of my favorite things in college football is when a coach is fired and you see the list from the fans of like top targets. I tell you, like, oh, I got you. I got you, Willie Fritz. That'd be a good hire, but boys, what if this would be awesome? Awesome. <laughs> what if oh, Urban Meyer went to Michigan? Ohio State's biggest no. rival. I think that, that would, would be, be awesome. Be the one. That's what I want. That's, that's college be, football right there, baby. No, I think that's I, what I want. And then you get like the narrative of like Ryan Day was born on third base from this guy. Can't, yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's firing me up thinking about it. I think Urban's taking such a beating from the media. I don't know if he would do it, but oh my god, it would be funny. God, it would be sick. so funny. Oh, you know, Urban wants to get back in. Like, yeah, he just, he's too. Yeah, when Notre Dame fires Marcus Freeman in about two years, he'll get back into it. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about this offseason, as you can tell. 
Uh, yeah. but and Georgia basketball. One we got the more, hoop dogs, baby. The hoop dogs. The hoop dogs. We're gonna get to them though. We got yeah. one more day. We, to we, talk we about gotta finish football. Yeah. Boys, girls, women, children, band, the household. The dogs are on tomorrow. It's special. Enjoy every second of it. Soak in every second of the game. Lock in. Be with the biggest dogs fans you know. And let's pull us on, boys. Let us pull us on. We are right at the hour mark. Thank you for listening. Like the video. As always, uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, we're, we're next year. This was just this was just dipping our toes in the water. Next year, we're gonna have some big stuff planned. I can already feel it. And we appreciate you guys. This is this is more growth than we could ever have imagined. And we really, really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. That's where all the content goes. We're about to get cranking on TikTok. Uh, that's back the that's kind of the off-season goal there, probably is just to blow that thing up. So get on before it before the hot train goes on. We put you on the Kenny Mac hot train early in the year. We're putting you on the BSB TikTok hot train right now. And when we put you on a hot train, it takes off for running. So listen, appreciate everybody in the comments. You too. It's been a pleasure. What a season. What a ride. Let's get one more.